am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm back with my main man as always, Mr. Ralph Amsden. Um, people have no idea what we've been through today to get this <laughs> broadcast up. My hair is all messed up. Ralph's hair is perfect today. Um, <laughs> Gina Carano got canceled, sort of. But what was she said? Anti-Semitic. Oregon quarterback Tyler Shug enters the transfer portal. J.J. Watt gets released by the Texans. Oh, and but the first thing with Tyler Shug, now me and Ralph are in a fight about that. Um, J.J. Watt gets released by the Texans, and they're holding Deshaun Watson hostage. It's not racist like some people are making it seem out to be, but it is stupid. Nolan Richardson, he did not realize that Larry Bird was white at first because we'll tell you why and there are free ralph t-shirts and i didn't know this like this dude is like big meech he had his own t-shirt people wearing it and am i right or am i wrong is the intersection where sports business society and pop culture meet the truth monday wednesday friday fire facts only check your feelings at the door no bs is allowed because we keep it 100 if you want to get a hold of us shoot us an email I'm Matt, I-M-M-A-D at unafraidshow.com. Make sure that you subscribe, tell a friend, share is most important because this podcast is going to the moon like Dogecoin, like Dogecoin um, and Bitcoin. Um, and you can listen to us as well on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast and me Monday through Friday on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius 82, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern time. And on Fox Sports Radio, Sundays, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific. So, Ralph, before, so if there's any tension on this program today, it's because me and Ralph are in a fight. And me and Ralph are in a fight over a player who just entered the transfer portal. So you don't want to miss that. But first, we're going to start with Gina Carano. Gina Carano is uh, one of the stars in a show that I have never seen, but my kids watch, which is The Mandalorian. And she got fired and it goes it goes into this. Oh, she got canceled. But now she's making a movie with Ben Shapiro. So did she even, in fact, get canceled? No, I mean, canceled is such... We, we've already talked about this, and I'm starting to see other people use it. It's not like I came up with it or anything, but the idea of consequence culture instead of cancel culture. When I first started watching The Mandalorian and saw Gina Carano, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, is that really Gina Carano? Like a, a mixed martial arts fighter and, and, and uh, you know, semi-action star? Did she really get a role in Star Wars? And I remember looking up her social media, and I was like, man, this is a ticking time bomb. Because it's just all very much like you could tell she listens to a lot of Joe Rogan. Like that's <laughs> it's just that level of personality. It's like I might get canceled for saying this. It's okay to think different. It's okay to be an independent thinker. It's okay to be nonpartisan. So it's like semi-libertarian, but because of that, she kind of dabbles in some conspiracy theories and stuff. And people really hate her for it because some of the stuff she puts on social media is very evident. Uh that it's it's on the conservative end of of 
paranoia about cancel culture instead of just coming out and saying things with your chest and and planting your feet and saying what you believe she spends most of her time talking about how people aren't allowed to believe because of cancel culture and i was like well this is just gonna like egg those people on because those people do exist the people who just want to see you lose something but they don't necessarily have any power unless it's granted to them um, by somebody who has it, she puts out that thing. And what what was your take on on what she? Because okay. it was essentially a retweet, right? It was a yeah. post on her Instagram story. So here here's the thing: is so the question is, was it anti-Semitic? Here's what she said: Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to that point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up thousands of Jews. The government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Okay. First thing is, first rule of being famous, first rule of being on television, on radio, any of that. If you are going to reference Nazis and Hitler or any of that, the first rule of thumb is what, Ralph? You better be talking about Nazis or Hitler. Correct. Or the, the but the first, yes, you better be talking about them specifically. Yeah. And the second rule is don't do it. Just yeah. don't do it. Unless you're you Tom are, Hanks making a World War II uh, miniseries. <laughs> like just avoid it if possible. Yeah, you're you're stepping into you're wading into territory and things that you can't win. But but here's the thing. Here's here's the truth. Is that she is that that post was right on the level of yes, that Nazi soldiers that they that the people in their neighborhood did have to be turned, but that that yes, it was the hate from their neighbors, but it was also the fear from their neighbors that if they didn't, then they would be round up and all of this stuff as well. So I think that there is a radicalization, but there's also the fear of not participating and putting your own life in danger. Yeah. uh, I mean, judging it on its own merits and not the, the point that she was trying to make, which this is a long, it's not an isolated thing is a long series of things exactly like this that made Disney kind of put their foot down um, and lost her some opportunities as part of the whole like Lucasfilm franchise, possibly even getting her own show um, because there was a level of popularity with her, with her character. Um, But (laughs) you just, on its own, yes, the community has to buy in for the government to be able to turn people against uh, people. But, but, that's not what's happening here. That's not at all Correct. what's happening here. It, in the previous administration, there are certain things about like saying the, the media is the enemy of the people, like saying that there there's you know, like your actual enemy. Like if that type of language is being used by government officials or if people are calling conservatives cockroaches and saying that they, they're, they're brainwashed and they need to be um, deprogrammed and stuff like that. It's, there's even something different in that than just saying like these people are irredeemable. They're subhuman. They're not like you. Also, you can change your political opinions. You can't change whether or not you are of Israeli descent. Yeah. 
Like if you're not, if you were part of the tribe of Judah, like you can't, you, there's, you can change your mind about issues. You can't change your, your race or your heritage. The idea that those two things just don't ever compare anything to the Holocaust. Don't ever do it because there was nothing like it. Hopefully there will never be anything like it in the future. Don't want to feel persecuted so bad that you pull the blanket of the most heinous act of even like our generation's lifetime. Cause there's still yeah. a lot of people who are alive See, from that era. Don't pull that blanket over you and say, this is the same because you will suffer consequences for it. And the most ironic thing of all of it is that it's Disney telling her that you don't have a place to work anymore which has its own very strong roots in some anti-Semitism. Yeah. And that's what the crazy part. Oh, all right. So if you understand, well, she's trying to, and her and Ben Shapiro, other people are trying to characterize themselves as these persecuted individuals. And they, they throw out the word. I'm being persecuted for being a conservative, right? So then I because I have a problem with that term and I think that there is a difference between being conservative and being a conservative because being quote unquote a conservative now is cover for being an asshole a lot of times where they can just say, I oh, I can say this because I believe this because I'm a conservative when it's not as opposed to me. I'm a conservative person. Like, like, I think that there are two separate things and that they're being blended together because I think that there are people like me and like you who you would say are generally in most things um, a conservative person as opposed to saying I am a conservative, which then I think that that is used as cover and that they've hijacked the meaning of the word to be covered for just, I can say or do anything regardless of somebody else's feelings, thoughts, or even science and data or whatever you want to dismiss because I am a conservative. Maybe, but there's also just this issue of everybody wants to feel persecuted. You and I, in our world of sports, we always laugh at the idea that a team that's 14 and one headed into week 16 is like, nobody believes in us. <laughs> Man, everybody believes in you. Like you should probably be 15 to know you messed up the one time you lost. It was your fault, but like that everybody wants to feel persecuted and everybody uses the language of persecution. They say like, Oh, I got crucified over this. No, you didn't. You'd be dead. <laughs> like, like uh, this is a this, this is a witch hunt. Like no, it isn't. They would have drowned you. Like yes. that's but the language of of actual persecution. Being like I had to wait five extra minutes for my coffee. Like the world is out to get me. Like yeah. no, it isn't. You'd be Saddam Hussein buried under the under the under the ground in a bunker hiding from the world because the world is actually out to get you like that that type of language is always so goofy to me and if you dabble in it for long enough wouldn't you say that you kind of manifest the persecution that you're saying yes. is actually happening yes when you, and that's why i felt like she did because she's been posting stuff like this for years it's it's if you keep saying things then that's what you see if 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 I say about my uh, kids, oh my gosh, they get on my nerves. They get on my nerves. They don't do anything right. Every then every single thing they do, I'm going to continue to see that, and that's where yes. and that's where she stepped into. So there is 
cancel culture, which we're not a fan of, but there is consequence culture. And you also yes. have to understand like where, where the line is. And, and a lot of times if you can just say what you have to say and you can be, uh, have conservative views you can have liberal views and if it's not rooted in a place of like if if you're not just trying to use it as cover then you'll be fine um yeah but how many times do you have to come out and say like man if i said what i'd really think you guys would put me in a gas chamber like how many times do you say stuff like that before people start to say like oh what is it that you really think exactly like are you are are you telling us your ideas are worthy of being put to yeah, death. Yeah. What are you even talking about? And nobody's and so, gonna put you to death, dude. Like all you have to are, say, all you have to say is nothing. Yes, like, that's one of my favorite s- phrases. All you have to say is nothing. Yes, and, and it's you're about, good. Oh, we're you, you're silencing voices. Yes, to the tune of millions of dollars. Like, stop it. Just, just hush. Um, now on to the reason that me and Ralph Amsden are in a fight. So <laughs> Oregon's. Now, former quarterback Tyler Shuck, he has been he has entered his name into the transfer portal. I don't like it. I'm not happy about it because I do think the kid can be a really good quarterback. I got don't hate Tyler Shuck at all. I think that the kid could be phenomenal, but he chose. He thought that his best move was to leave the University of Oregon and he decided to move. So I am not begrudging him because on the last Pac-12 Apostles podcast, Ralph said he didn't believe me when I said I didn't mind can't uh, transfer culture. And I said, I don't mind it. It hadn't really happened to Oregon. And then what? look what happened a week, a week later. I still don't mind it. I do believe that Tyler Shuck should have the opportunity to transfer. I have no problem with that if he thinks that that's not his best move. The reason why me and Ralph are in a fight is because Ralph believes that that he was some kind of way done wrong and mistreated. And I'm like, no, Tyler has to be honest with himself and say, all right, listen, I needed to be better in some situations. There was reason that there was some quarterback controversy. And I have a chance to earn the spot and start again and go to the NFL, which I think that he can do. But 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 Ralph is some kind of way butthurt about the fact that that Shug is in the portal. He feels like he was mistreated. So go on, go on, Ralph. I said my piece. Now go on. I'll sit over here and be quiet, probably. Like, do you ever consider that maybe he transferred because he'd been there for three years and you still can't say his name right? <laughs> I, you maybe that's the disrespecting you. Shuck. 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 Uh, what did I say? Shug. Oh, Lord. All right. You say something different every time because you can't make up your mind about him. <laughs> exactly, because I can't make my, my mind up about him because he won't let me make my mind up about him. I was, you're never going to say Ty Thompson wrong. I know that. It, it's a simple name. <laughs> okay. It's the Oregon Ducks. As soon as you have it in your mind that his last name rhymes with Duck, why would you ever make it anything different? I never thought in fact, that. I, you know nobody what's ever told me that. Me off? You know what's going to piss me off is he's, let's say he transfers to Nebraska or something like that. And then those people, the corn huskers, like shucking corn, they're still going to get his name wrong. 
because people are incapable of learning new things. They're just completely incapable. Here's what I'll say about the situation. I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at Tyler Shuck. I get that there's a standard of excellence. I get that you want him to be as good as possible. And I fully understand that if you and I got into an argument about his statistics, you would have to form the opinion that his statistics don't tell the whole story because they're actually pretty good. Uh, Here, his, his statistics are pretty good, but when you watch the game, you would prove me right right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying I agree with you. And, but yeah. when you watch the game, particularly the USC game and the game before the USC game, I forget who it was. Cal? He was, yeah, Cal. He was a uh, brutal, brutal. Um, at, at average. No, no. Oh, was, I see what you're saying. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Like there, like it's it's this it's this mixed bag. It's like in the beginning of the game, you're like, okay, I see you. But then there are probably three throws a game where you're just like, what? I, I don't even understand what you were looking okay. at. And also, there are some throws with which I told you because I don't want to sound like I, I'm saying the kid sucks because he doesn't. I said that he needs to improve his contact courage. So, because if somebody is going to touch him when he is going to throw the ball, he does not, he's not an accurate quarterback at that point. Fix, fix that. You got a good, you have an NFL quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So I, you and I could talk about this for 45 straight minutes. We probably will on next uh, week's episode of the PAC 12 apostles podcast. Um, so make sure you're following along for that. I just want to address the overarching point that I was talking about because it's less to do with Tyler Shuck as a person in this individual scenario. I don't like the current mixed message culture in college football of recruiters going to high school kids and telling them nobody is going to be a better developer of talent than us. Nobody is going to put you in a better situation to succeed if you do everything you're supposed to than us. And then the second you get on campus, those same coaches who are like, we are the masters of development. The second that they see that somebody else who was already previously developed by another coaching staff is available, they have insecurities about their own ability and because of the win now or you're out of a job culture and they will go and get that quarterback and what bringing in a grad transfer does for and uh, look I am not connecting the dots here please do not assume that I'm connecting the dots here but Washington state obviously has a star freshman in the making who is who what is it, suspended right now and who is now suspended the, the so right so they bring in a quarterback who started for multiple years elsewhere uh, over him, the star freshman, and two weeks later he has a DUI. Right? It's not. It's like it. Those two things might not be related, but like I just hate. I absolutely hate what it says to a quarterback who is already on campus when you do something like this. ASU did Shuck it. With, started the. He started six games, Ralph. And then what? And there was and then no, what? The other guy and then never what? even played. Do you, and then do you what? understand? And, and then what Brown happened in the never bowl, right? played. And then what happened in the Fiesta Bowl in his in Tyler Shuck's home state after he went seven for okay. eight to start the first quarter? I did what happened? not. I did not think that the and I and I would tell Mario Chris, Cristobal this if I were talking to his face. I didn't think that the the way the quarterback situation handled in the Fiesta Bowl was optimal at all. I I, I think that it did more 
harm than it did good. But also part it of it resulted that, in a transfer. But part of that was how the game played out. They kept turning over the football. It, it was a utter disaster on every level, right? So, and I thought that Tyler Shug would be embarrassed by what happened to him. I thought he would be frustrated, warranted, like 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 because it happened in Arizona. First game, his people could actually be in the stands and see. I did not think that that was going to go over very well at all. I also understand football and sports in general. The second that you get on campus, even when they're recruiting you, they are trying to replace you, whether it's in the league or in college, they are trying to replace you with a, a younger model the time that you, or a better model, the time that you get on campus. Which so, I think is the right thing to do for every position on your football team except for two. I think that if you, I think that your kicker has a fragile psyche, and if you try to take a grad transfer over a sophomore who started for two years, they both might fall apart. There's plenty of instances up, of stuff like man, that. I get that. I get that. Handle- but, okay, you okay. can say toughen up. That'd be like me telling one of my kids, like, if if one of my kids responds to encouragement by doing the right thing every single time, but if I feel the need to to yell at him, he melts down. And I notice over time, like, he'll do whatever I say if I'm encouraging. But if I get too stern with him, like he's not necessarily built for that thing. You have to do what's situ- situationally appropriate for, for, the, for the staff that you built. Like, there was no controversy. That's the problem. So bro. they created there one. Was no they co- created one. No, he didn't no, no, create no. One. I'm saying there they was did. no controversy. He started for uh, six straight games. There, what Anthony Brown did not play one single snap. I don't think until the. Or at least a meaningful snap until the the U Pac-12 championship against USC. So you can't then say that oh he's this fragile human being that needs protection when in reality he had the protection. He was the start. He was named starting quarterback when Mario Cristobal. Every week they asked, "Shug's our guy." Period. I talked to the players. They're like, "Shug looks way better in practice." Th- this is what Who's I Shug? heard. <laughs> Shuck that he okay. looked better in practice. I mean, like, what more like encouragement do you want? He did not play up to the standard, which means that there is going to be competition. And when there's competition, you have to rise above the competition. I don't understand. Would you bring in an, another? <laughs> would you or anyone bring in another woman around your marriage improve your marriage? Would you this say? Is- would you say you just you need to toughen up? Like if I brought somebody else into my home, like if my wife this got, if my to- wife and I got an argument, about sports. Yeah, if, if my wife it's a results got, based business, but some people aren't. Some people aren't built that way. When you're when, when especially when you're in a situation with your quarterback, he's where never going to be three successful. Years. Then. He's never going to be successful. No, I'm just talking about the quarterback position in general. I'm not talking about Tyler Shuck. I'm talking about all these all these instances of like Arizona State bringing in former five star Blake Barnett over Manny Wilkins. I'm talking about Jared Guarantano over Jaden Delora. I'm talking about uh, the kid from uh, from the SEC who came in and they tried to have him beat out Cameron Rising in Utah, Jake Bentley. I'm talking and about all of happen. That's the point. It didn't right. happen. Right, but it's not, it's not good for you because even if you say you won the job, 
right? You did everything you were supposed to. You won the job. But you're still paranoid in the back of your mind like, wow, they really brought in a grad transfer over me. And I know that I beat them out, but they really did that. And I've listened to a lot of Manny Wilkins' comments because he beat out Blake Barnett, but always in the back of his mind was like, okay, but now I know. Now I know what they think of me. And he he actually used it to motivate himself, which is a good thing. However, but however, if you – if, if your coaches tell you like, hey, I know we did this, but we're committed to you, and then the first opportunity they get in front of your home fans, they put somebody in for two quarters after you went seven for eight, that would be the same as me like having somebody around me in my personal life telling my wife, she's not a problem, she's not a problem, she's not a problem, she's not a problem, and then she catches us texting at three in the morning. Like, oh, I thought you said she wasn't a problem. And I tell her, oh, you need to toughen up. Ralph, it's not it's not the same thing, but 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 we will finish this conversation on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast. Um, yeah, we 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 might actually have to have an emergency episode just for this. Um, JJ Watt got released by the Texans, and it set off a social media firestorm because people started saying, "Oh, they released JJ Watt, but they're holding Deshaun Watson hostage." Oh, I, if he were white, they would be. Do- I'm like, yo, no. JJ Watt is an old guy with a big salary. The uh, the team did him a solid by releasing him instead of letting him. Um, like he was going to have to restructure his deal anyway to come back. I think it was. I don't think it was racist in any way, but it was stupid. Because they could have got a third or fourth round pick for him. This is a defense that was like worse than the league. They let Derrick Henry rush for 200 yards plus twice, including one time when they knew he needed 200 plus yards to get 2,000. So it's a totally different situation. It's not racist, but it is absolutely stupid when you could have got something back. Why take nothing? Like, why take nothing? Why couldn't your agent broker a deal with another team? That I mean, at a bare minimum, that was like, all right, here's a sixth and a seventh for two years in a row, right? But that's at not a, JJ Watts. I don't blame JJ. Right, Watts right, 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 right. But then the agent can agree with the team that actually receives him that we're going to restructure his deal immediately. It's going to provide the cap relief that that you need, and it gets it makes sure that everybody involved realizes that like that this isn't going to be something a stain on his career. That the great J.J. Watt, who had like the greatest season in the history of the NFL for pressures back in in 2014, who's still only 32 years old, even though he's dealt with some injuries, and a lot of people on the defensive line are still in their prime at that point and go up to, especially with with with, with his position. Suggs played at a pretty high level until almost 37 years old. Yeah. And so, you know, just this idea that he is just released, like that's just always going to be a thing. And I don't, I don't like that. They should. You're right. You, they absolutely should have got something. They're not the equivalent. But man, how about the city of Houston? Just ever since the Astros thing happened, ever since the fallout, like Chris Paul, that's Westbrook, Harden gone, Watt gone, Watson wants out, DeAndre Hopkins gone, Bill O'Brien disgraced. Your first and second round pick gone for a for a, a tackle who's blocking for a quarterback who doesn't even want to be there. It's just like, what a nightmare scenario for the whole town. That's what Houston gets for supporting the cheating-ass Astros. So if you didn't support the Houston Astros, I th- that message was not for you. I love Houston, had some awesome times, no, nothing against you. But if you I thought you're trying to Astros, add a third city that hates your guts. No. So if you, if you, but if you supported the Houston Astros and what they did cheating asses, 
then then yeah, you get whatever sports uh sports curses, sports, you know, karma that you deserve. So yes. All right, so we got Gainesville, Florida hates George. Wherever Lakers fans or Clippers fans live, because I know they don't live in L.A. proper. So wherever, <laughs> whatever inland empire town has the most Clippers fans hates George. And uh, and then Houston, Houston's on the edge right now, not knowing what to think of you. You, for, you forgot who's number one on the list. Is that, uh, oh, Seattle. No. Seattle, Washington. Toronto. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay, so I, I get it. I get it. You're you're trying to get haters in every area code now. No, man. Every hemisphere. No. Um, the, <laughs> the last thing that we got up for today, we have our social media wrap-up today. Uh, our social media, the best of social media. And here are the things that we found that were best. This is Nolan Richardson, uh, 40 Minutes of Hell um, uh, at Arkansas. Here is him talking about Larry Bird. I never forget driving, and I'm listening to a game. It's New Mexico State playing Indiana State. I don't really care about the game, but I, New Mexico State is right up the streets from El Paso, and I went to UTEP, and we're big rivalries. So I'm hoping that Indiana State will beat New Mexico State. And I'm listening to the radio, and I have no clue of the players on either team. All of a sudden, this name keeps coming. Bird. He goes to the right. Bird. He makes the spot. Bird. I said, God damn, who is Bird? Bird. You know, here's Bird. And Bird this. And, and Bird. Oh, did you see the pass that Bird made? I can't see it, but I'm just trying to imagine it. And I, when the time I got to the end, I said, damn, that brother can play. tell you something. When I got the newspaper the next morning and saw Larry's picture, I said, damn. Dude, tell me that that's not awesome and innocent at the same time. Because yes. yeah. he's in an era where obviously he's not watching it on TV. He's listening on the radio and you have to use your imagination. Like I remember sitting, listening to uh, the radio with my granddad when I was young, listening to games, boxing matches, and you have to imagine what people look like and all that. And he was a basketball player doing all these amazing things. And you're not, I mean, white basketball players are not exactly, um, you know, you know, a plenty in the NBA. So you see the fact that he, you know, that Larry Bird was doing all these amazing things. And then you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. This dude's actually white. And I didn't fully appreciate Larry Bird, partially because he was white when I was younger. But like to go back and see how cold Larry Legend was, I was like, bro, I was tripping. Like I, you know, when, when you let, you know, things in the environment and all that stuff. Cause I grew up in Memphis in the South and all that affect what you're thinking. And then you're like, nah, man, that, that, that man was cold. Yeah. There was one, there's one thing about Larry bird. I think that gets better with age and that sticks out to you is if you've ever been in a situation 
where you um, you've trash talked somebody for any. So if you're into sports, it's part of your life, right? Yeah. Trying to get inside somebody's head. Um, you notice like who's good at trash talking, the different styles of trash talking, and everything like that. And as you get older and as you understand more about people's personalities and how they interact and what actually works, you become aware of the fact that Larry Bird is probably the greatest trash talker in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Because he did it with like a serial killer level of competence and then never didn't back it up and then never didn't seem like he wasn't thinking about you immediately afterward. Like with Jordan, it's like, all right, I know I'm in Jordan's mind for the rest of my life. And there's a terror that comes with that. Yeah. With Larry Bird, it's like, okay, we had this encounter. He said what he had to say. It cut me to my core. Then he embarrassed me on the court. And now I know he's not even going to be thinking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like on to the, on to the next. Yeah. yeah, and I think that as you get as you get older, as like things arise in traffic or something like that, and I'll feel like my blood boil, and my skin get hot, and like I want to curse somebody out, and I want them to feel the tension that I feel inside. And then I realize, like, oh, Larry Bird just did it because it worked. Yeah, there was no emotion. There was nothing. There was like if he had to fight you on the basketball court, there was not like. There was nothing behind it. Cold, dead eyes. He was fighting you because that's what was happening in the moment. Then he was going to move on and he was going to be back to just destroying you on the court. And that was like in today's day and age of like pretty sensitive superstars, um, especially like the whole Brooklyn Nets, like those people, I fear what Larry Bird would do to those people on that team. Oh my God, dude. He would, they would cry when they got in the uh, car. Um, yeah, Incredible, dude. incredible story though. And there's two things that stuck out to me the most was, first of all, like if I, like if, 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 if Nolan Richardson came to my church and preached, like that would have been the best sermon I ever heard in my life. Cause he's <laughs> so good at putting you in the situation with him. Yeah. And he's so animated and like the turning of the radio dial when he was talking, all of it was elite. The second thing was watching Bill Russell crack up and realizing Bill Russell probably thought like, the same thing or the, probably had the opposite thing of people listening to him on the radio. His name is William Russell and he's dominating in an era where 90% of the players are white. Right. Yeah. Like That's he probably the, had the exact opposite thing yep. happen to him. That's funny. That's funny. Then they're like, Whoa, he didn't look like what I thought he was going to look like. Oh, <laughs> um, Hey guys, uh, quick episode to today. You guys, thank you guys for listening to Reister or Wrong. Big announcements up. We are moving over to iHeartRadio. Oh, well, to iHeart. Um, we're going to be all over the app and all of that stuff. So you guys, big thanks for listening, sharing, continue to do so. More big things upcoming. Peace out. Catch you guys next week.